Hey, welcome to Kickin' Gags. Welcome to the first episode of Kickin' Gags. Uh, I'm so glad you made it. My name is Phoenix Trinidad. I am your host. Uh, Kicking the Eggs is uh, a new podcast from Zero Hanger because I am uh, the uh, senior video producer here at Zero Hanger. I'm also a stand-up comedian in Melbourne. I'm also a very um, biased Melbourne Demons supporter. Um, so that's my perspective. That's where I'm coming at this from. This show is basically a really laid-back look at all things footy. I'm going to be talking to some stand-up comedians and some other funny people uh, about footy and all the funny things that happen in footy um, because footy is really funny like I went to a game the other day and I saw a man kick a ball into a bucket of paint and he won $10,000 and then the next night or the next day I went to uh, the Anzac Day game and I saw an Essendon supporter give like turn around and give the crowd the finger and then about 10 minutes later he was crying uh, footy is very funny anyway I hope you enjoy this first episode and if you do it's you know like and follow and share it and all those kinds of things which was really helpful uh, the first episode is with Michael Chamberlain who was a stand-up comedian you'd probably know him mostly from Junk Time AFL pod which is a really funny uh, footy podcast that's been going for like nearly a decade I think um, so very funny episode this episode was recorded in I think April 5th uh, so we are talking about the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, which is now over. Um, but you should still, yeah, listen to Junk Time AFL Pod uh, with Michael Chamberlain uh, and go listen to that pod as well. But after you listen to this one, because this one is also really funny. Anyway, um, this is a long intro, but it's the first one, so uh, I'll get away with it. So uh, enjoy this episode of Kicking Gags with Michael Chamberlain. All right, Michael Chamberlain, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we so you have a comedy festival show. Uh, uh, the comedy festival running. spectacular. Yes, a, a think piece. I think about what it is the human condition. <laughs> uh, this is my Nanette. I think uh, <laughs> it's called Michael Chamberlain's completely incomplete history of Australian rules. Yeah. So it's uh, fifty minutes, an hour of me talking about it. Literally talking about the history of Australian rules, which yeah. is um, I've actually been really enjoying it by the fact that uh, even doing the research, like I read, read a whole bunch of books and there was stuff I knew, but finding out more stuff has been actually quite fascinating for me, yeah. at least. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because I've I've never delved into so obviously I'm a big footy fan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I you know I grew up in a country town uh, with a Filipino family, so like I never got that like the history or the yeah, legacy sure, sure. of all that Australian rules stuff, and like I vaguely know some things from the past, but like mm-hmm. what. So if, without doing the entire show, yeah, sure, sure. give me the quick rundown. Well, I mean, the thing I've, um, that I found, like Tom Wills is regarded as the creator of the game right. and he's basically Australia's version of Forrest Gump in that he shows up in like four or so situations that are quite historic. Right. Um, even a small thing that he got shipped off to boarding school when he was 14 to a place called Rugby School in England and the guy who invented rugby went to rugby school and invented rugby at rugby school. So two people who – a guy who invented rugby and the guy who invented Australian rules went to the same school. Like at the same time? Not at the same time, about 15 right. years apart. But that's, that's just – even like that's like the smallest thing. Like he then bobs up and I won't ruin the – yeah, I want to reveal them probably. <laughs> but he bobs – he literally Forrest Gump like shows up in like four situations where you go, wait a second, like one of them is unique. Yeah. Let alone like four of them. Yeah. Um, and so that's – so let me think. The first game is 1858. And I'll tell you this one because I actually cut this out, out for time actually. Oh, cool. So the first game between – regarded as the first game between Melbourne Grammar and Scotch College, right? So it went over three days because it was first two goals 
um, but they were one goal each after day one. And so they agreed to come back to day two, no goals are scored. And then day three, no goals are scored. And they agreed to shake hands and call it a truce. But also the problem being why there were no goals, by the fact that um, the ground was 800 metres long. <laughs> <laughs> So, so all these sports, like they, because Tom Wills played a lot of rugby, he was a very good rugby player, he was a very good cricketer. He was actually regarded as like Australia's best, best cricketer at the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he was like, yeah, let's play a game. Oh, by the way, let's make it half a mile long. Yeah. Um, and so that's why they weren't scoring goals. But on the second day, uh, and I actually did cut this out of the show just for time, um, Scotch College showed up, but Melbourne Grammar didn't. And there was reported in the paper at the time, and it was just very factual, it was just like, the game of football was to be played. Scotch College showed up. Melbourne Grammar didn't show up. And then basically the headmaster of Melbourne Grammar wrote to the newspaper the next morning, like in the, it was in the next day's paper, and was like, are you accusing Melbourne Grammar of showing the white feather? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, come next Saturday and you'll see our pluck. <laughs> um, and it was basically Melbourne Grammar didn't get the WhatsApp and so they didn't show up because right. they, they didn't know that they were meant to play that day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so from there they then – created rules and then the VFA started the VFL and then it all kind of spread around um, the country um, apart from New South Wales and Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So you like so you would have done like a lot of re- like research because I know there's those massive AFL prospectus books and stuff. Mm. But so what was like your research process? There was a lot of books like I must say like part of the idea of the history of the 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 kernel of the idea, I suppose, is that um my dad's always like one of those dudes. Like he's been going to the footy since nineteen, you know, forty five. Yeah, geez. and so he's like um like he remembers like you know sneaking into the rooms at Glenfrey Road when he was like ten, and he's like watching players have a nip of brandy and yeah and yeah having a halftime smoke, and he's <laughs> like and he's and Hawthorne was horrible back then. He's like I I never saw anyone swear, and I never saw the players follow the coach's instructions <laughs> um so he was like 17 i think before hawthorne actually made the finals for the first time but he's always one who has these facts or the stories like his claim to fame is that in the 1970 grand final and Carl, uh, collingwood were about 42 points up i think it was um the bloke next to him was like a collingwood supporter was pretty up and about and he was like yeah mate we're gonna win this one and my dad was like i don't think you're gonna win <laughs> and he was like he just kind of felt that collingwood were tired and then carlton ran them over in the second half so yeah. he always had these stories like i remember like um i think it was back in the day when peter landy like said that you know bruce Stool had become the third highest games record player of all time or something and dad was like that's not correct <laughs> he literally got on the phone to channel seven switchboard going no 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 it's bernie Quinlan," <laughs> or whatever it was so i think that's where i get my little fascination about the facts and the figures and the and the and you know all of that stuff but yeah, yeah. a lot of books and a lot of scouring of the, of the internet yeah um and i think i'm pretty much right I think I'm pretty much right. Yeah. Well, there is a there is the whole thing of like Mangrook, right? Where the indigenous they was that did that come up? Well, that's actually, and that's one thing I do want to stress. I'm a comedian. I'm not a historian, <laughs> and I do say that at the start of the show. I'm a comedian. I'm not a historian. Also, uh, and I'm and I my biggest fear is for me to walk out on stage and and begin with. I'm not a comedian. I'm a historian. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, and that's actually. That's 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 a big that's that's a bigger conversation by the fact that that actually is kind of there are two camps in yeah. that yeah so definitely um, Tom Wills definitely lived in Western Victoria hung out with the indigenous local kids spoke languages and then that got him a role with a cricket team later on all oh, right yeah um and so and I, I you know I won't spill the beans yeah but yeah that is actually like 
you know, some things like people are like, yes, some people are no evidence here, evidence there. So I'm a comedian, not a historian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that that actually is a kind of, you know, I suppose hot topic. Yeah. In the in the historian world. Yeah. Is is that why I named the show Michael Chamberlain's completely incomplete history of Well, Australian because roles? I have 165 years to get through in yeah. about 50 odd minutes. So <laughs> I, I speak quickly. But I, I as I say in the show, like I get because I, I don't want people to think I'm going decade by decade. Once I get to the fifties, it's pretty smooth sailing all the yeah, way. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. My, like my knowledge of AFL pretty much only goes back to two thousand. Like yep, I sure. could name like who do you follow? I follow Melbourne. Yep, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. So I like and this is now about me, but uh, when I was growing up, my sister backed really hard for Essendon, mm-hmm. and um, oh, yeah, mate. and then two thousand then, Just, yeah, uh, yeah, and so like that's when I sort of came online, and then yep. like I now I can tell you a lot of what happened like from between two thousand to now, yeah, but anything beyond like in the 1900s in that entire 100 years nothing i've got nothing for you oh well let me tell you so, <laughs> <laughs> so then to 20, 2021 where were you doing what we were oh, we were at home i suppose you were we were all kind of you know locked down yeah so what was your adventure then in in 2021 when you won the flag oh well yeah i <laughs> well yeah so i was living in melbourne at the time um, and then it, at that point it was like, what, the fifth or sixth or seventh lockdown yeah, or yeah. something. Um, and I was just like, fuck this. And then I just went home. Yeah. Like I just went back to Gippie cause I grew oh, up okay. in Gippsland. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, at the time I was uh, seeing an ex-girlfriend and I just wanted to be around my family and stuff. Uh, and it worked out like, cause then we, um, I just watched the final at home with my dad and my family and stuff. And it was awesome. Like, yeah. And that's it. I just. Uh, left the city, which you're not allowed, you weren't supposed to do. Okay, right. we got that on tape. <laughs> well, I didn't go to Western Australia like those other guys, but. Dude, they were, they were my favorite story, <laughs> that whole thing. I, it actually kind of makes me wonder because I've talked to a couple of mates, like, you know, Saints mates and stuff, and I'm like, would you do time for a premiership? I would. Yeah, yeah 100%. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I loved it. I think it wasn't they faked like they were at Hotham. It was like the most Melbourne location you yes. could be before you go up there and go into. But it was like quite remarkable. I heard a story, and I don't know if this is entirely true, but someone told me that um, that I think if you could get into WF, you're buying property or something like that. Right. And so there were a couple of Melbourne supporters who put together to buy a well, house. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like the most Melbourne ways to get, in, yeah. get into a, a, a country. Well, they are basically their own country. Yeah. To get into a they state illegally. <laughs> yeah. Well, they tried in yeah. the 20s. Um, but they, yeah, the most Melbourne ways is like, I'm going to buy property and I'm going to go via the slopes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean or would you because i mean at being a hawks fan yeah um, you've seen nine. too many premierships i reckon in your lifetime that's too, that's yeah, too nine, many nine, if you can yeah, if, like if you pass if you second hand that's too many <laughs> yeah that, uh, that doesn't build any character <laughs> but would you would you like do time to see another premiership no nah, like, man i mean right? i'm i'm i actually talking to a friend last night like and they were like it's very funny like Hawthorne. You know, most likely will be a bit rubbish for a bit. Yeah. And, and mate, last night almost like, oh, so you're jumping off? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, what? Why would I do that? Like, you just ditch your team because they might have a few bad years. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I literally cannot complain. And we, you know, if we, you know, if this is like a proper, you know, get your hands dirty rebuild, like, yeah. I literally cannot complain. Like, you know, there'll be times like I'll be like bummed out in life just for whatever matters. And I'm like, I mean, I need to talk to some. 2008 premiership highlights about this. You just get on YouTube and you go, oh, I feel better now, you know? <laughs> but that's the thing, like now, well, like it, the premiership 
as a D supporter, the Premiership definitely changed how I view football. Yeah. It's like before that I was like really obsessed with football. Um, and now I'm just like, it's it's fun. Like whatever happens, yep. it's okay. Like I think I could die without seeing another one. That's what I love when they're um, like, say like when Geelong won in 07 and when there's a drought that breaks and like all the old timers, like I can die happy. And you kind of feel like there's going to be like a mass death rate like yeah. the Sunday morning after the grand final. Yeah. <laughs> ah, well, I've had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it, yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that's genuinely how I feel. And yeah. like I know like it is going to be, it, it would be very disappointing if like with the list that we have now, to not get another one. Well, last year it was high, how far Melbourne, probably yeah. around ten or whatever, and then you had one fight in a French restaurant. And yeah. It all, <laughs> it like, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I actually still have faith in the days this year by the fact I kind of go. I, I feel like twenty twenty one, you know, wasn't a fl- couldn't have been a fluke. No, you know, no. And I, then given your forms, given the middle of last year, I think it was, and that's the thing. It was like really just so satisfying to be like undeniably the best team throughout. Mm-hmm. Like we finished on top of the ladder. Yeah. And then we won the premiership in like really good fashion. Yeah. So it's like we you can you could never take that away from us. Mm. <laughs> like we did it. Um, but but yeah, it, to not but like you know Richmond in 2018. That's what I'm holding on to the hope is like they got that first premiership and then they Mason you know Cox got Mason Cox yeah. destroyed them, which yeah. was still probably one of my favorite AFL moments yeah, of yeah. like all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they went on to win the next two, which I think is a great template. And that's what I'm sort of secretly hoping for. I probably sure, should sure. have put that out. Now it's not going to happen. I remember going to the 2018 grand final, like the Collingwood cheer squad, I think we're doing a walk from, what's it called now? The Lexus Center? The, the, where they have home Oh, base. the home Center. Previously, yeah. yeah some yeah, car, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the place with the running track. Yeah, yeah, some expensive car that, yeah. you know, no Collingwood fan can afford. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember the, the cheer squad walking along um, footbridge to get over to the MCG, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just I'll have a watch of this." Yeah, and um, and they were chanting USA the yeah. whole the whole trip. Yeah, because yeah. that was the whole thing. Mason Cox and um, uh, yeah, the MCG chanting USA. Which, yeah, you know, that um, got a little. I don't, I don't I don't know how I feel about that, but like it. He's genuinely a very fun character to have in the game. And he seems like a really good dude. Like yeah. actually I've listened to like him doing interviews and podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah. Like he seems like a very um, entertaining guy. And actually who was it? There was a footballer because I, I created a show called The Beep Test on Fox Foot. It's like footy quiz show. Yeah. And I did want to talk about that at some point. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. it was Ben Dixon actually. And yeah. he said he did some kicking um, coaching with Mason. And he was like, do you want it the easy way or the hard way? You know, how complicated should I do this? And Mason's like, well, I can take apart the engine of a 747, put it back together. And he's like, okay, you're getting the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) He's like an engineer. Like, you know. Yeah, wow. But also on top of that, like he was a soccer player, like when he went to college. And the reason why he played basketball was by the fact there was a rather tall, um, the women's team were playing like a rather tall, um, like six foot eight woman. Right. And so they were like, you know, that's. That's not common, so let's get a tall man in to kind of practice against him. Ah. So they got Mason to come yeah. in who's like seven foot or whatever and then the coach of the basketball team like, why isn't that guy playing basketball? Yeah. <laughs> and so they took him out of soccer and got him into basketball. Yeah, also how have we not noticed that guy I know, before? the guy <laughs> who's bumping his head when he walks through a door. <laughs> like he, um, yeah, so he, he was initially a soccer player. So, you know. Was he a goalkeeper? Because I can't imagine like that being that that tall really helps you in. I think I only help you with a, a header. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, isn't the thing in soccer, it's like big man, good feet or something. And they kind of meant, they kind of. I suppose they are there for the header, I suppose, but also uh, here's me showing no knowledge whatsoever. But <laughs> I, I imagine the idea, like the bigger you are, the more um, uncoordinated you're supposed yeah. to be, I suppose. Yeah. 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 
I mean, he he could probably cover a soccer pitch in like three strides. So um, you yeah, imagine I guess there is, yeah, 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 um, yeah. I guess yeah. so. Um, yeah. So the the beef test. Yeah. Back in the day, I really liked that. Dude, I dug that show a lot. <laughs> so did really you? Funny. You wrote. You concepted that show? Yeah, yes. I thought up the ideas for the games and stuff like that. So we did two years on Fox Footy, mm. uh, 2018-19. And then I th- from what I gather, they kind of then just like got rid of everything that didn't have a contract. Yeah. Um, and so – um, but no, it was really cool. It was kind of fun. And yeah. actually that also delves a little bit into the, the comedy festival show by the fact – because, yeah, uh, I was finding clips and doing research and, you know, finding the, the stuff that, you know, people look over my shoulder and be like, why are you watching – a 1973, <laughs> you know, Carlton Geelong game. Yeah. Um, but just trying to find the weird and wonderful things in the clips of, you know, from YouTube and all the the old ads or the, yeah. you know, like, you know, Paul Roos doing a photo shoot for the man of all seasons calendar <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, my, my YouTube algorithm was just like, do you want the weirdest football footage <laughs> in the entire world? Uh, so we did that for two years. And then, um, but, yeah, no, it, was, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it, actually. Um, it was a show I laughed at. And I actually... I generally don't laugh a great deal. So yeah. I was like, oh, that must be good. I'm I laughing. think because you had like players and stuff coming mm. as contestants mm. and that. Like, did you have any weird, like, who was sort of the weirdest contestant that you would have had on the show? Uh, <laughs> actually, one contestant I probably shouldn't bring up. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, the best one, actually, I think was Jared uh, um, and Robert. Um, oh. So we had a 360 episode. Oh my and god! I was like watching him a married couple. Kind of I have not seen bigger. this episode, and I, I think it was the now final, I'm going. To, I, I think need it was to. the final ep of the first season. But yeah. it was Jared and Robbo, and um, and yeah, they were just going back and forth, kind of like <laughs> um, yeah, just like they they were in a 25 year relationship, and it was like, oh no, that didn't happen. No, no, tell it properly. <laughs> tell it properly. So that that's exactly funny. what I imagine happens between. I mean, it happens on air too, but I imagine yeah, yeah. that's exactly how it is. Like in well, between when, breaks. When I went into the first, because my my dream back in the like it's a few years ago, but like if I could finish work, get home at like seven twenty five, put on dinner, put in my crappy tracksuit pants and stuff, and then yeah. sit down and watch three sixty. I was like, that's that's a that's a good day. That's the life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um and I remember when I went and pitched the beep test to the boss of Fox Woody and um he took me around the studios and I, I don't know if you've been to the Fox Woody studios but it's like um it's a bit like night in the museum where like <laughs> The footballers are walking around. They're real people. They're like they come alive and you go, yeah. "Oh my god, that's Jonathan Brown. He's walking and talking. Like it's amazing." <laughs> um, and so he took me around the studios and he opened up the door to um, AFL three hundred and sixty studio. And mm. I felt like I need to genuflect or something. Like he feels kind of, <laughs> this kind of angel kind of like ah. Kind of as the door opened because I was like, it's like, I want to go to that. <laughs> like it was like this magical place. Did you like, get to like sit in the seat? And actually, like that's something to... I never did actually, sit yeah. in the actual seat. I should have done that. I should have gone in there and, and just kind of claimed my place. Yeah. Taken out of, taken out of Marlboro like Robbo. <laughs> Christened it. <laughs> oh, man, I definitely need to do that. I want to. I just, they should I, do like, tours. Just, they should tour. be, yeah, yeah, they should. Yeah. They should. I mean, you can go and watch stuff. I think we we have audiences of like, you know, 15 people on a Friday morning like, cause, because of schedules and stuff. Like we'd film at like 10 a.m. on a Friday morning. Yeah. And you kind of go like, what the hell are you people doing here at 10 a.m. in the morning? Yeah. But um, but they were, they were always a great crowd. And, um, and I think they'd have quite a large crowd for what was the best on ground last year, which I think they're doing not every week but a few times this year. But um, oh, right. but yeah, but so it's, it's actually a really kind of interesting place by the fact, yeah, people are walking around and they're, and also, you've got like, I mean, a bloke who lives in Sydney, I'm desperate for people to talk football with. <laughs> so I'm just like, you go into Sydney, it's just like, oh, you know, what about footy? And they're like, what? 
Yeah. And then I try getting like, yeah, what about NRL? Yeah. And then like, I don't follow. And I'm like, ah, oh, what, what, what do you do then? <laughs> it is weird. Like, so when you meet like AFL players and stuff, do you still get nervous? Or you get like stuff? I'm actually still amazed how um, big they are. Yeah. Like it's been like, you know, whatever, how many times you kind of meet footballers or whatever. But like, um, but I still kind of every time I'm surprised, I'm like, wow. Like yeah. um, even actually the other day, we uh, do a podcast with my friend Adam Rosenbachs and we went down to the Fox footy season launch yeah. um, and to do some interviews there. And um, we talked to Jamara. Yes. And um, he was way bigger than I thought he was. Yes. I was like, dude, are you that big? Yeah. Like, and he was like, yeah, everyone always thinks I'm, you know, smaller than I am. I, I don't know why. But, yeah, like even, you know, the quote-unquote little fella is yeah. six foot tall. Well, yeah. that's exactly what happened to me because I did. I went down to the AFL 23, uh, the video game launch. Oh, okay. Um, and I did like a couple of interviews with players there. Yeah. I, I, talked, to, I talked to Jamara. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was just embarrassing being next to him because I'm like 5'5". Five, five, yeah, sure, And he sure. just like towered over me. I couldn't even fit him in frame. Like if you go back and look at that video on Zero, hanger he's just he's just out of like yeah so got the his head chopped off yeah yeah um but then like jack varney i was sitting like standing next to jack varney and talking to him and for some reason i think because like he got drafted when i i think the same year that i graduated high school and we were like the same age and stuff and for some reason I just assumed that we were the same height. Yeah. Like, because we just, I was just like, yeah, Jack Bunny's like my spiritual. Yeah. We're, um, we're like, buddies, we're pals, we'll yeah. be best friends. Yeah, we'll be BFFs by the yeah, end of yeah, this. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I got there and he was like, still like, not that tall, but still like, a, maybe it, it felt like it was a foot tall. That yeah, thing. sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really get as, as starstruck anymore because mm. I feel like I've, I've met enough. But there are some guys that like, like when Christian Petrarca walked in, I was just like, I wasn't looking directly at him, but I just felt his presence yep. come down the stairs. I was yep. like, oh, I tell you what, I, man. I did. Uh, this is like last year sometime, and I landed at Melbourne Airport and I went to get my luggage, and the Melbourne Storm were there. Right. So I think they played in Queensland the night before, I think. Okay. And, and, and one thing that struck me, you know, having been around footballers and yeah, kind of going like, wow, wow, you're bigger. These dudes were terrifying. Yeah. Like they were intimidating, like they were big. They were big because they don't have to have the cardio. Like they were solid. Yes. And I was like, I couldn't fathom that running at me. Yeah. Like they were like genuinely, just, just genuinely intimidating dudes. I was like, whoa. Like and not that they were looking at me and they were going to start, you know, smashing me in the baggage collection. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, wow, that is that is actually terrifying yeah. to be that big and strong. Yeah. Who is the – so who for you, who is that player that like maybe you've met or you've been around that like – you've really got starstruck now. Well, for me, it's obviously Christian Petrarca. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, yeah. I mean, my childhood idol was Dermot Brereton, right? Right. Yeah, so I talk yeah. about this in the show. Like, he was my idol and um, and and then I got a bit older and I learned about his exploits off the film, off the field and he became an adulthood idol as well. <laughs> and we actually got to do a quick chat with him on the podcast at Fox Footy with Dermy came in, like, just by the fact he was in the building and and the publicist, Saffron, was like, oh, right. do you want to come and have a chat? And we're like, yeah, cool. And um, and so we did, like, a quick, five, you know, five, ten minutes with him. Yeah. And I was actually surprised. I was like, I didn't I didn't tell him that. I didn't like, oh, my God, mama, love you. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, but and that that was, like, one thing I found funny. I was like, I was like, Derm, we should get you back to – um. To do, you know, debrief of your career, you know, a four-hour debrief, and he's gone, you're going to need more than four hours, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I 
but he would be one actually. You could do the kind of Dermy Chronicles and go go through his whole journey. Yeah, because there's a lot of stories there. Hey, he yeah, he seems like he just has endless stories. Yeah, but I I mean that one makes sense. But for me, having Petrarca is like my like that dude is younger than me. Yeah, like, yeah. I still have that thing, and it was really apparent when I was like interviewing when I interview players. It's like. They're all younger than me, but I look up to them. Yeah, like, sure, sure. It's really weird to have a role model. No, you're like, right. Some of you go like, oh, you're a baby. Yeah. You're a baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm an old man, but like, yeah, like, you know, you're talking to a 20-year-old and you go, are you making, you know, possibly making, you know, 600 grand a year? But it's like, <laughs> oh, you're a child. Yeah. I want to, I don't want to breastfeed you or something, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and like I don't because like they're all young and they're like now they're all on TikTok and stuff and I'm just like, mm. I'm so, that's – very far removed from uh, what I'm used to. No, you're right. Well, my nieces, they um, they um, know a lot of footballers from TikTok, yeah. yeah. Like um, particularly Bailey Smith. Yes. And they were calling him, is he like Baz or something? Baz Linker. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So I don't actually even know if they knew his name was Bailey Smith. Or right. They maybe had an idea, but they knew Baz or something, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the whole new sort of um, vibe of the AFL now. It's like they're – it's – like it's very character based, which it always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just how people consume it now. Like if like if you go on TikTok after a game, it's all just like yeah, weird highlights and memes and a lot of stuff that I don't seem to understand. Like yeah, there's sure. all these like running jokes and stuff that I'm just like, I have no idea what is happening here. Yeah. Um, I like it, but yep. it's yeah, it's just like bright colours in your face and stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I I suppose it's a blessing and a curse by the fact that, you know, you know, the previous years where you know, people didn't have phones and didn't yeah. take videos of stuff. Um, but I suppose also with the social media that there is a greater outreach and you can then, you know, mm. profit off that, you know, yeah. or create an image that can serve you longer. Yeah. I mean, I, I not to bring up Petrarca again, but he like – You're obsessed with him. I love him. <laughs> like, how could you not? Do you go to cash converters all the time just because uh, uh, no, Petrarca like, did the ad? No, I, I trust – Cash converters is a brand now. <laughs> yeah, like I is, never used to, yeah. but since he started doing no, no, those brand, this is a brand new TV yeah. that has just been taken out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> also, who's putting a, a PS5 and cash converters? But, um, what are we talking about? Uh, yeah, so TikTok. So he has like a his own like food TikTok. Like that's what he does. Like, oh, so like he, kind of cooking up. Yeah, like, he just yeah. Like, does recipes and stuff on yeah, TikTok, sure. which I think is really uh, interesting. But if you like, and I think he's, uh, I think maybe there was an interview with Gorney or something like last week, or, but if he did that like 10 years ago, he wouldn't be allowed back at the club. Yeah, like, sure, sure. And it's just such a different generation. And I'm now that I'm like, I'm turning 30 at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I reckon I'm getting into that nostalgia part of uh, footy because a lot of footy is like nostalgia based. Like, like, you know, everybody talks about like how footy was, the back best. in the back day, in their day. Yeah. yeah, and I reckon I'm now I have to convert to that because, yeah. like, back in my day, like the players would never be on TikTok or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But um, well, yeah. my dad would talk about he'd, he'd say back in the day it was horrible by the fact there was no 15 meter penalty. So, like he said, someone would mark it and someone would grab it out of their hands and throw it away, and then someone else would throw it away. Right. And the would be like, "Come on, come on, give it back, give it yeah. back." And so it was horrible. It's kind of and also playing on crappy grounds and stuff like that. I and mean, yeah. you know, um, but. Uh, but yeah, so his his reminiscence of back in day back in the day is a bit more like that nah, was rubbish. Oh, it's really? Much better now. Yeah. yeah. So I don't hear much of that. I I do like now. Like you always hear about how like the 
main thing is that it used to be more violent back in the day and for some reason that was better. But, oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, Dipper's made a career out of that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I don't actually know if Dipper works. Like, Dipper's job is to be Dipper, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I, I suppose the only thing is, like, uh, when you do look at the old footage, you know, remove the violence, but it was more free-flowing, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, so we didn't have your floods and your, your yeah. tactical low scoring. And, you know, it was, you know, common for teams to kick, you know, 20 goals in yeah. a game. Even both teams kicked 20 goals in a game, you know. But now it now it's sort of like it's not back to that, but it's, you know, it's like it's a very free-flowing game now. Which yeah, I, I think really it's like. just Dow, yeah. Like I think yeah. we had that kind of, you know, that Swans kind of, Ross Lyon kind of period where it was like, you know, hey, even if we get 45 points for the game, like yeah. if we win, we win. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, so, yeah, it, it all evolves, doesn't it? You know, like yeah. they bring up a tactic and then the coaches work a way to stop it, you know. Yeah. It's like when they bring in a new rule and they yeah. go, oh, this has changed the game and the coaches go, oh, I've worked out a way to fix that. <laughs> yeah. Do you get annoyed by that, like when they bring in a new rule or like there's just a focus? Uh, I mean, I don't get too fussed. I mean, they're, they're not doing anything too ridiculous. Um, mm. But... Um, uh, and, but again, like you kind of, like I said, like, you know, they work out a way to get around it, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, I actually probably probably reckon the biggest rule brought in the last, you know, bunch of years was the um, uh, rush in the behind rule. Um, oh, yeah. Just I by remember the fact that. Like that, yeah. was, that was, you know, could genuinely be used as a tactic. I mean, Hawthorne used it in 08, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like that's kind of been the biggest one that's happened so far. So. Apart from dissent. Oh, you can't call the umpire nothing yeah. anymore. <laughs> I um I, I tweeted this out uh, I think over the weekend but and it got maybe one like but um I really want to see a game where like I really want to see a rule where the umpire can just pay dissent against like one person in the crowd oh yeah like, okay. yeah take <laughs> so, the crowd like, yeah so and That's I would fair. just if I had that power I would just uh pick on one like cheer squad member and yep. just like and just yep. have one like free kick paid against them yeah yeah sure, you only sure. get one per quarter though i think oh no no we got free fall yeah like <laughs> if the umpire here is i'll actually be genuinely curious to interview an umpire just by the fact i mean i haven't talked to players and sometimes they go like yeah i don't hear the crowd at all when i'm out there you know like oh, really? i don't even hear the roar you know i mean i'm so focused yeah, on yeah yeah i'd be curious actually what the umpire is actually you know how how much because I mean, I, you know, sixty thousand people in Perth are telling yeah. you to call it holding the ball. Yeah, you kind of go like, oh, I might as well. <laughs> <laughs> like what the influence the crowd has. Did you play footy growing up? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've yeah. played school and suburban stuff, and then I probably finished played ammo till I was about 23, 24. I oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't want to talk about my best first year play at St. Mary's Legions, but, you know, if you want to bring it up, 1998, I don't want to talk about it. You keep on bringing it up. You keep on, I'm on the honour board, but you keep on talking about it. I don't want to bring it up. I've got the trophy at home. I'll bring it in next time. <laughs> Is that um, so? like because you've obviously – so you're an MCC member? <laughs> do I do – I, <laughs> what does the baseball cap and bilo T-shirt give it away? Yeah, you live oh, in Sydney, no, you know. <laughs> I am yes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You just have that that vibe of uh, MCC. You know, a Hawks fan. Because great Hawks fan. Man about town. Yeah, <laughs> but like it just, you, you seem like someone that has like that. Like, and this probably goes into your show. And you, I mean, you've talked about it just before. Like, you have that family history of yeah, yeah, you know, sure, sure. loving football. And like, I never, I never had that. And I think that's why. Um, I think your show is going is really interesting for someone like me because like I literally have no knowledge of like what happened <laughs> prior to yeah yeah uh 2000 well um, i got very lucky like my my sister married a hawthorne fan 
And so they've got three kids, so they're all Hawthorne fans. Yeah. And then my brother, my brother and his wife, they're in London and they've, they've, he's been there for about 16 years, but they've got two little kids. And I reckon my brother's taken more photos of his kids in Hawthorne gear than outside Hawthorne. <laughs> Even he told me a story the other day that um, his youngest, who is one and a half, um, uh, he, his football jumper was on the line drying. Oh, wow, yeah. And he cracked it. <laughs> and and he wouldn't he wouldn't stop until they gave him his footy jumper. So I'm like, ah, oh, the brain brainwashing is working. Yeah. But he will send me videos and like he'll put a ball in the middle and like, you know, the little kid will be crawling and growing <laughs> to get it. Um so yeah, so um so I got very lucky actually in terms of like um uh that the they're all turned out to be Hawthorne people. Yeah. So, you know, we'd have to deal with, you know, I don't agree with mixed marriages when <laughs> you know, different clubs. Ugh. Not in not in my day. I think that is one of the fun things about AFL is that it's like um, you do get that mix because like not everybody that lives in Collingwood goes for Collingwood. It's not that like you know like a Premier yeah that stuff changed like, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and like I come from uh, I grew up in Morwell. Um, you know, country town, probably lower on the socioeconomic um, ladder. Um, so everybody was either a Tigers fan or a Collingwood fan or whatever. Like I was actually pretty outnumbered growing up in school as a Dens yeah, yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then when I moved up to Melbourne, I moved to like Glen Iris. Yeah. Um, and then and that was like the year that we were like uh, we were doing pretty well. And it's like oh, and so all the fences were painted and all stuff the fences like were painted. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, and I'm just in that area. You still see some hanging on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're gonna ask of it. It's a lot of effort. <laughs> why, why? Why go back to the original? Yeah. yeah. No, it's funny that I mean, yeah, it was way more tribal back in the day. I mean, even they talk about. Um, and just kind of anecdotally, I suppose, you know, reading on this, but like the kind of success of Carlton Collingwood in a way kind of squeezed out Fitzroy by the fact that they're kind of essentially three suburbs next to each other in a row. Right. And now Fitzroy was like very successful for like the first half of the century. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like when Carlton Collingwood kind of overtook them, like it kind of, if, if you are going by that kind of, you know, I live in Fitzroy, they're probably back Fitzroy, mm. like kind of squeezed out those supporters. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, but definitely it was um, I mean I remember back in the day because we had um, uh, what do you call it? Um, zones. Yeah. So I was in the Richmond recruiting zone. So like the the city and the state was divided up. So yeah. like Richmond would get you know say making up like Glenaris, Armadale, Jurak, Richmond, uh, and so all the suburbs were actually. Here's the fun fact. Awesome. So so in 1925, so Hawthorne. North Melbourne and the Bulldogs came into the league, right? Yeah. And they considered a few other clubs, but they considered actually because the, because the clubs in the VFL at the time didn't want to give up their recruiting zones, they thought of bringing in a team called the Public Service Football Club. Public Service Football Club. And so it would have been made Sounds up. Sounds like of, a Centrelink department. I know, I know, <laughs> but it would have been made up of public servants. Therefore, they, they weren't going to be recruited from locations. They right. were going to be recruited from the public service. So it would be like the postie and the policemen and the firefighters and even politicians oh. or anyone who was a public servant. You know, banks were, you know, yeah. were services back then. So, like, you know, anyone from public service could have played for the Public Service Football Club. I love so that. that. Was gonna be a fo- that was literally going to be a football team until they worked out that the games were on Saturdays. So that was double time. <laughs> hey, um, but that was that was generally going to be a that was a proposed team at the time. To yeah, come into I love the league. it. But then yeah. what happens if there's a fire? Like if the yeah, <laughs> if, if the time, lights go out of the gather and the light bulb goes off. <laughs> yeah, you got to go in yeah, shorts, like, crawling <laughs> up the pole. I love a blackout. That was yeah. amazing when that happened. Yeah, that was. Um, I, I, see, I love that about forty. Like I think, and I feel like that just happens with D's games too. Like just weird shit like that just seems yeah. to happen for D's games. But I mean. 
Yeah. I don't know how they're going to go hosting the Olympics in, in Brisbane over there. I don't know. Well, I think they're actually in good nick by the fact they don't have to build a great deal. They've got to do a big job on the Gabba. Yeah. Probably, and they probably need to by now by the fact that, you know, probably needs an update. But um, because they're sharing it mostly with the Goldie, yeah. there's actually not a huge amount of stuff they need to build. And yeah. if Expo 88 is anything to go by, Brisbane will come through. Yeah. But you're too young for that joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad you acknowledged that because I, I, I was going to laugh regardless. But no, no, Expo 88 is a good joke for okay. a person of a certain age. I trust you. Uh, somebody is going to get that. Um, <laughs> hey, people will also know you from Junk Time AFL podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's like, like how long have you been doing that? Because I remember that was like one of the first AFL podcasts that I, well, AFL comedy it's podcasts. Our first, it's actually our 10th year this year. Yeah, right. Yeah, I didn't, Congrats. I didn't realize that. I think we did our 350 episodes. 50th episode um, yeah. just the other week. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been going for a long, long time. I think the first week we did it was the first time the Giants beat the Swans and they actually went off the ground that game for a um, lightning strike. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we've been doing it ever since then. So we do every week of the round of the year and then we kind of bob in like maybe once every month or six weeks yeah. during the off-season to kind of um, – because there's always footballers doing stupid things. Yeah. Um, so then, It's good fun. You know, there's always a French restaurant dust up yeah. um, that we can talk <laughs> about. But, yeah, so we don't analyse the game as such. We're not talking about inside 50s. Yeah. Like um, our wheelhouse is more, um, say, like the Frio player a few years ago who dropped his pants in a kebab shop and then <laughs> realised someone was filming him and so went out and punched him. Yeah. So that's our that's our sophisticated take. Yeah. yeah. It's a good model. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think you may have brought it up on the show um, a while back. Like, I and I, I was pissing myself laughing at the idea that like the entire time that you've been doing that podcast, uh, Carlton has not made the finals. And I, 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 Rosie, I don't think I knew. I knew I think, so that I think there was twenty thirteen when they made the finals because Essendon got suspended. Yes. They got pushed to ninth. And so and they then, beat Carlton in that first. Carlton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, I think Rose talked about that was like the most amazing game ever. Yeah. I think they came back from like five goals down. Um, but yeah, I think he, I think. I think actually Rosie put out a tweet last year, something like it was the first time Carlton had been in the eight, in the eight like the whole time. It was Since like, it was like round two or something. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we had the magical experience of last year, <laughs> round 23. That was achingly painful for Carlton that supporters. Was but incredible. Absolutely hilarious yeah. for me. Uh, and I remember watching, I, I uh, was uh, heading back to Sydney and because uh, I'm doing very well, I was on the sky bus watching on my <laughs> phone and there were literally all these people around me watching on their phone as well yeah. and keeping updated and stuff. And then I watched the final minute or so um, at the front of the Michelin-starred restaurant, the AFL Kitchen and Bar, <laughs> uh, on the screen there and there was literally a gang of like 50 people watching it yeah. and then the siren went and we all kind of went our ways but it was like the most heartbreaking but hilarious yeah. <laughs> end of a season it was amazing um as, like as a d's fan too because like the week before the collingwood game was the d uh d's carlton I, and when cosy kicked that goal in like last minute like, I, for me like i feel like we've been on the other end of that type of game for like the longest time so yeah, it's just sure, sure. so satisfying to be the person like the team that breaks hearts yeah like, yeah because yeah. we've i've just never really experienced that and i'd like I, that means I should probably have some empathy for Carlton fans yeah. when that happens, but it didn't happen. I was yeah. just so satisfied. <laughs> like, well, I mean, there's so many. I mean, uh, actually, it's coming up this Monday, but the Easter Monday Hawthorne Geelong games, yeah. like you know, like for years and years and years, are always classics. And 
uh, I'm trying to think, should I say, I'll, okay, I'll say it. But I was working last year yeah. on Easter Monday and my brother was actually out and his wife were out from London and had brought their kids out and we they were COVID babies so we hadn't seen them before. Oh, wow, yeah. And, um, and so I may have told work that on Easter Monday and it was fine, it was just day work. I'm, I may have told work that I had a very important family function <laughs> With my brother and sister-in-law and their well, two kids, and it just happened that that family function was at the MCG. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've all done it. <laughs> it's pre-production. It was all yeah. right. No yeah. one got hurt. It's <laughs> Monday. Yeah. Anyway, um, hey, that's probably our time, Chamber. So thank you so much for coming in. Let's no do one more plug for your show. So uh, Michael Chamberlain's completely incomplete history of Australian rules. It's at four PM at the Coopers Inn Hotel in Exhibition Street in Melbourne, and our tickets can be found at trybooking.com um, or comedyfestival.com.au. And uh, yeah, did I say four PM? Three, yes, 4 PM. Next, next three Saturdays. Yes. But, yeah, it's a lot of fun tales about the history. And, uh, oh, don't I get stuck in a Jock McHale. You know what you did, Jock McHale, in 1930? and 1938, you know what you did, mate. You can't defend the dead. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, good. Nice. <laughs> You're safe. Um, yeah, thanks for coming in. Thanks, thanks man. All right. Cheers. See you, folks. Thanks, guys. Oh man, what an inspiring and funny episode of Kicking Gags. Um, I'm really grateful that uh, Chambo gave up his time to come and uh, talk to me about footy, especially during a comedy festival run, which is uh, chaotic at the best of times, basically. Uh, so anyway, uh, I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to be, we have like a few more episodes in the bank and we're going to be recording um, constantly throughout the year, um, which is really fun. I'm really looking forward to it and I hope we, you enjoy it as well. Uh, so if uh, you want to catch up on all the best AFL news, you can do that at zerohanger.com. Um, you know, follow the podcast, leave a nice review, uh, send it to somebody, uh, and do all those things. Like, uh, support it, because it's really fun, and I really like doing it, and I would like to keep my job, um, because I, I need to pay rent, and we're in the middle of a rental crisis, and, um, you know, bread is really expensive at the moment. So um, all those things... Have a really nice day. Uh, go days. <laughs> <laughs>